Destination Medicine is a joint project of the regional training hubs. This podcast series brings you medical students' accounts of their experiences in applying to study medicine. Welcome to Destination Medicine. I'm Nicole Goodman. Lily Hogan hadn't seriously considered a career in medicine while she was going through school. There were no doctors in her family, and she even dropped maths before finally giving medicine more thought in her last year at school. As she broke the news to her family and friends, she gained support, but it certainly took personal resolve and resilience to work through the application process, the interviews, the studying the exams, and the serious hard work involved in being a medical student. And that resilience, she believes, comes from her upbringing on the land. Now already a long way down the track, Lily's advice to anyone thinking about medicine is to go for it. After all, she says, you don't want to be left wondering what could have been. Though Lily admits there was a fair bit of indecision before she made up her own mind. Lily takes Heather Dawson back to her early years growing up on the family farm and the reason she was finally drawn to medicine. I didn't grow up always wanting to be a doctor. I chopped and changed and Dad was a teacher and a farmer, so they were both big options. And then at the start of Year 12, I thought to myself, well, maybe it's possible. I had previously in Year 10, when you're sitting there with your parents and you're kind of going through, oh, maybe I could do this, maybe I could do that. I said to my mum, oh, maybe I should like try and be a doctor. And she looked at me and very nicely said, oh, Lily, you're bright, but I don't know if you're quite that bright. And I think that <laughs> it was a bit of a, we just didn't have any idea of what you needed to do or anything to get in. But at the start of year 12, I was kind of going all right at school and I thought, oh, gee, maybe I could try. And so I went and talked to my careers advisor and I said, what I want to do and she was really good so and why I think it's a funny thing as well but I grew up on a farm and every year our ewes have lambs and you get to I suppose assist in the birthing of some that are a bit stuck or the ewes not lambing as normal and you get to see in that moment how a really bad situation can turn into a really good one but I don't really love animals so For me, that translated to people, and I knew I didn't want to be a vet. So, yeah, that's probably where it came from for me. Did you think of any other health-related careers, if a doctor wasn't going to be the thing? Yeah, so I applied for paramedics as well, and I quite liked the idea of that. I just wasn't sure about doing all that critical care and then getting to the hospital and, and passing it on to someone else. And I did think about nursing, and I just didn't know if it had... I suppose this is another misconception that I had at school was that nurses didn't get to make a lot of decisions, which now seeing the hospitals and all that isn't quite as I thought it was. But for me, I think I really needed or really wanted to be the decision maker, if that makes sense. Yeah. So did you tell other people, perhaps apart from your parents and the school counsellor, did you tell your friends at school about your goal to become a doctor and what was their reaction? I kept it under wraps pretty well I think because I just wasn't sure if I was ever going to get there and I probably told maybe my closest friend or a couple of friends and they were really supportive. I was a weekly boarder so 
we did all our study together and, and whatnot. And then there was another girl in my year trying as well. So, yeah, a few people knew. I didn't advertise it. I think I was a bit scared of failure and a few people, but not a lot. Did you have a mentor or someone who could give you some guidance about how to pursue this career? I don't have any doctors in my immediate family or extended family. So it was kind of reaching out to friends of friends or friends' kids who'd been through the degree or halfway through the degree. And I did end up with a couple of really good mentors who could tell you a bit about the application process and and what it involves and the ins and outs and the interviews and the special tests. The careers advisor was also very handy. When you decided to apply for medicine, what were the first steps you took and did you map out some sort of plan? Yeah, I had just dropped maths because my other subjects were better and I then went to the careers advisor after dropping maths and said I wanted to do medicine. She said, didn't you just drop maths? Yeah, but, you know. And so after that it was just about getting the best mark I could and applying for the UMAT at the right time and doing that. So I remember setting an ATAR goal of what I wanted and having that at my desk as a bit of motivation about what I needed. And then from then on, it was really just knowing the dates for when to apply to things and mostly getting the UMAT done during your trial exams as well. So it was kind of like an extra thing. What tips can you give to the people listening to you now, Lily, about the application or selection processes? And uh, how many universities did you apply to? I was limited because I hadn't done science either. So I could only apply to two universities, University of New South Wales and Newcastle. But mostly you just try to apply to as many as you can. And I looked everywhere, but they were the two. And so tips for applying would be mapping out a bit of a plan and knowing the dates and all that. And then I think throughout the application process, you have to do something really objective and then some more subjective bits. So the UMAT test is just something that you have to study for. And I was really lucky in that someone came and taught the rural kids how to do it, but it's all just about practicing. And I think it has changed a bit since I did it, but it's just adding that goal in and then the more subjective bits so University of New South Wales has an interview process where you speak to two doctors and I think the biggest tip is to be yourself they want to see that you're a a young I suppose adult who is from a rural background who's really keen about rural health but also has extracurriculars and is involved in their community or involved in their interests it doesn't matter what it is I think they want to see that you're a bit of a go-getter I suppose and also knowing the interview processes. I bombed Newcastle interview because I wasn't aware that it was a way more objective interview and you had to go into different stations and they could only speak off a script. And I just remember leaving going, there's no way that I'm getting in there. So I think trying to talk to people to know what you're about to walk into is really handy. Now, I think you went through the rural entry pathway, is that right? Yeah. So most unis have a rural pathway where a percentage of their medicine students have to be from, I think it's rural classification, two or three, so your regional and rural areas. And so your ATAR is slightly lower than the Sydney kids and your interview and UMAT is only up against the other rural kids. 
And so that's why I was saying in the interview, they want to know about your rural life, I suppose, and, and what that entailed, whether it be on a farm or in town and small towns. That pathway is a really good one and is the reason that I got in. So you started off, you did a couple of years in Sydney, is that right? And then Wagga, then Sydney, and now Wagga again, is that right? Yeah, so I think I've had uh, three moves in four years, getting very good at it. As part of the rural pathway, you're expected to do some of your training in a rural area, which is actually really good. So you start off in Sydney, which was really fun. And I had a really good time, big city, lots and lots of fun, and you find your way. And, and they're kind of your more book studying years and you do a tiny bit of hospital and then for my first big hospital year came back to Wagga and then you have the option to do your research either back in Sydney or in Wagga and I thought oh might go back for a year and so I went back and did research and then now I'm in my final two years at Wagga so at my uni you can go the rural places are Wagga, Port Macquarie, Coffs Harbour and Albury. Okay but going back just a step still what about the UCAT exam. How did that go for you, Lily? Yeah, so when I sat it, it was UMAT and I think it's changed slightly, but the principles are still the same and it's a bit of an aptitude test. And I was really lucky in the year that I was in year 12, someone came from one of the unis and we paid $10 or something tiny and they taught us how to do it. And until I got to uni, I didn't realise that there were courses that kids would do for thousands of dollars to do this test. So it's a three-hour multiple-choice test and I sat it in Canberra and you funnelled into this room, which seems funny now, you were so packed in, and everyone sat there and so nervous and there's bound to be a couple of kids that leave crying because it hasn't gone as well or some kids who just finish super early and sit there. And it's a pretty stressful exam but and it's also very different to anything that you've done at school. But then if you've practised, you kind of know what's coming up. I didn't achieve astonishingly well by any means. I kind of got enough to get me through to the interview. That was it for me. And I think that there's three sections, assuming there still is, and there's one that's meant to be a bit understanding people and then a really hard patterns one. You have to organise the different patterns into their order and, oh, that was tough, and then a bit of more of an understanding science one. So your advice, Lily, to people who are preparing for that, what should they do? Get your hands on some past papers or practice papers, I think is my advice. If you've got someone who can teach you a few techniques, multiple choice techniques or a bit like skim reading and for the patterns one, that's also really handy. And then it's just doing as many of those practice exams as you can while you're doing the rest of your year 12 It's like anything, I suppose. The more you practice, the better you tend to do. You mentioned the um, University of Newcastle interview, which didn't go terribly well for (laughs) you. But what about the interview at the University of New South Wales? That was different, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I suppose that was a bit more of a traditional interview. And one of the mentors I'd mentioned before had sat that interview and We'd done some practice ones on the phone, so I was able to pre-formulate a bit of an idea of what some of my answers would be, and it was really nice. It was a, a chat, really. You were nervous, and, it, and I think it went for an hour, an hour and a half, And but you got to kind of show a bit of who you were, and I think that that's really important. A lot of kids stress about trying to be the person who's done the most in the room or has the most achievements, but I think 
the main thing is having interests and being really passionate about them. So I talked a lot about farming. I talked a lot about the sport that I do and how I really want to be a rural health practitioner. And again, if you can have a bit of an idea of what you're walking into, you're going to hopefully do a bit better. Okay. Well, going backwards and forwards from Sydney to Wagga and back and so on, has your clinical experience been different in Wagga to your metropolitan placements? Yeah. So like I said, when I was in Sydney, I um, probably had less placements compared to what I've had in Wagga. So it's a little bit hard to compare, but talking to friends who've done the whole degree in Sydney, being placed rurally, I think is a massive benefit to your degree. You just have less people in the room, really. You're a lot closer to the doctors and or the registrars and the interns. Everyone kind of knows your name or remembers it. Whereas in Sydney, there's just a lot more people in between trying to experience what you are. So in Wagga, you're always generally welcome, like, oh, come and have a look at this surgery or have you seen this yet? Come and have a look or, or have a go. So from what I've gathered, I think that one of the main things is that you're a lot, I suppose, closer to the action. And then the other thing is I think that rural patients have a very big understanding of the need for rural doctors and are happy to to let you be a part of their health journey. And I suppose a lot of the time they'll say to you at the end, or if you ask, I'm a student, can I talk to you? Like, yes, of course. You know, I know that this is your training and we need doctors. So I think that that is a bit different in the city because of that availability. Now, along with all that, of course, you never stop studying. Have you found a good study technique, the right one for you, Lily? Yeah, it's been a bit of trial and error and it changes as your degree goes on. You go from university tests to more oral tests and didactic learning. But someone taught me how to do one-page summaries. I think the biggest thing in medicine is the breadth of what you have to learn is so wide and so you need to find a good technique that allows you to condense that to something that's accessible and able to be studied. So that's what I still use. I learned that in first year and it's still really handy and I've got an exam in a month so hopefully it's a good technique. We'll find out. Okay so how would you describe your overall experience in applying for medicine Lily and any key messages that you'd uh, give to others considering medicine to take on board? For me the application process it's not that different I suppose to other uni and you do it at the time when if you want to go to uni, that's when you're applying for everything. It's just got a couple of extra steps that you need to know about. So it's not an overly difficult process. My overall advice is if that you want to do it or if you've thought at some stage in your head, gee, maybe I'd like to do that, you owe it to yourself to apply because you don't really want to think later down the track, oh, should have I had a go? And if anyone had a, told me again in year 12, oh, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't. I probably wouldn't have. And it's just that I had good supports who, who said, yeah, why not give it a go? And so it seems a bit scary, but if you just hit the apply button or send in your application, then you're already taking that first step. And from then on, you just find people who can help you and go from there, I suppose. Did that answer your question? It does, yes. Is there any advice that you'd wish you had been given before you started your medical journey? It's a long slog, but I suppose advice would just be that you've got to keep finding the things and they're there and they're there every time you walk into the hospital or 
the clinical placements that you do, there are these little motivators, these moments where you think, oh, that was really cool or, oh, I didn't know that that's how that worked or you see those moments where a bad situation has turned really good or someone's had a really positive impact on people's health and I think you need to use those moments when you're sitting at your desk and it seems really boring and you're there again to keep you going and this year's a really hard year in my degree and there's a lot of study but you just got to keep finding those moments. Final question Lily, what is it about medicine that you could never prepare for? Yeah, I think it's the reality of learning with people every day and I haven't done another degree so I can't compare it to anything but it's very real. These are real people sitting opposite you and they're often at a very trying time in their lives and I think that that takes a little bit to sink in but it's also really special and a lot of the time as the student you actually end up spending quite a bit of time with these patients and in a busy hospital they sometimes really like that and you get to know about these people and their lives and I suppose learning from people and with people and respecting that relationship is something that you can never prepare for but it's also a really special part of the degree. That's Lily Hogan, fifth-year student at the University of New South Wales Rural Clinical School in Wagga Wagga. We trust you've enjoyed this episode of Destination Medicine, a joint project of the regional training hubs. The hubs are supported by funding from the Australian Government under the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Programme.